Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Target! Free Shavaka do! What y'all get for number 12? I got 18. I got 9.5. I got Abraham Lincoln. There is only one thing worse than a rapist. Boom. A child. No. Joey, did you eat my sandwich? I am your sandwich. Good mythical morning! Shut up! I'm currently eating sushi. It's very yummy. No. I guess I'm just too tough to cry. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Internet Exposition. I am your host, Kevin Emery. Uh, today we got a pretty good episode today. Uh, uh, we're going to do some discussions on uh, Perry Grip and like my favorite songs by him and stuff, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we got to start with uh, a segment called Rate Your Selfie, if I can get them pulled up here. Uh, this first one uh, is by, I can't pronounce the name, but uh, P-A-I-M. Uh, this one looks pretty good. It is chopping off her shoulder just a little bit, or her elbow. And um, so I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. This next one is by C underscore Naza underscore. I probably butchered that name. Um, this one looks pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure about the shirt she's wearing. It kind of looks bizarre to me. Uh, I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. Uh, this last one is by D and uh, Deando Cindy. I probably butchered that. Uh, Looks pretty good. It is chopping off her arm a little bit. I think the other arm is chopped off, but I think that was done purposely. Um, I'd give it a solid mm, 7 out of 10. Every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not. And that's a blessing. But as the adults, what have we done with that blessing? We've shoved it to the side and we've said, we don't care. You're still going to wear a mask on your face every day, five and six-year-olds. You still can't play together on the playground like normal children, seven and eight-year-olds. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. It has to stop. Take these off of our children. So in today's news, we got... Um, we got, um, apparently, uh, about a month ago, a few weeks ago... Uh, you probably heard the story of the Georgia mother criticizing mass mandates for her children, uh, medical misinformation, in quotations here. Uh, well, uh, YouTube has decided to remove that video, um, so here's the article on it. Uh, YouTube removed a conservative account video, um, Georgia mother emotionally criticizing her local school boards of mass mandates last month saying it spread medical misinformation because she said the virus doesn't affect children. Courtney Ann Taylor called a suburban Atlanta's uh, county school board to stop requiring children to wear masks, saying her six-year-old daughter and other school-age kids were being forced to carry a burden that was never theirs to carry. 
Tom Elliott was misinformed by YouTube Thursday that he had violated community guidelines and medical misinformation policy um, by posting a video of Taylor. Other versions of the viral speech are still on YouTube, of course, because once something gets on the Internet, uh, it's pretty hard to get rid of it because someone else will download it and then just upload it somewhere else. Um... A YouTube spokesperson told Fox News that YouTuber has clearly community uh, clear community guidelines and a place to prevent COVID-19 medical misinformation. In accordance with our policies, we removed the video for including the claim that children are not affected by COVID-19. Taylor said during the speech, every one of us used uh, or knows that children are not affected by the virus. While children can get the disease, they are far more likely to have mild to no symptoms. There have been about 300 deaths attributed to coronavirus for people aged 0 to 17 in the U.S. and about 0.05% of nearly 600,000 total facilities, according to YouTube it removes uh, videos that contradict the centers of disease control. Standing on children cannot contra- contract the virus unless there is additional context to refute the comments. Taylor remarks uh, chiefly focus, focused on a mass requirements where the line with World Health Organization guidance um, with YouTube also cites on the COVID information policy, the WHO's guidance opposed mass requirements for aged children uh, or children aged five and under, and it offers uh, conditional advice on the mass for children six through 11. Um, They including total uh, talking to account potential impact of wearing a mask on learning Psych, uh, psychosocial development and cons- consolidation with t- teachers, parents, and caregivers and or medical providers. So, yeah, the video was removed, um, but, of course, it's still possible to um, watch it because you know how that is. <laughs> it's time now for the most fantastic memes on the Internet. They're fantastic memes. So fantastic. They're meme-tastic. Uh, today on Meme-tastic, we have some pretty good memes here. Let's see, the first one says, Experiencing memes. Here's Anakin to tell you all about it. You'll experience the finest of dinner parties. Wizards provide taxi service to Middle-earth. Spider-Man is our detective. Every new user is welcomed by our meter and greeter. Don't be scared of posting your first meme on here. You may end up having a a disagreement or two. An example of our moder- uh, moderators finding or removing a repost. Expect the unexpected. Make sure to report any abuse or see 
you see or received, you'll see things that blow your mind. We've got our own life coach, Michael Jordan. Yeah. You may want to award certain memes. It's a good place to come and unwind. Coca-Cola is the official sponsor <laughs> of our memes. Yeah. Um, this is our bodyguard. Yeah. Feedback is always welcome. Tours are available, but spots filled up fill up quickly. Healthcare plans are free for all users. Thank you for watching the second R memes tutorial. You are wonderful. <laughs> so I just thought that was a little funny something. Uh, the next meme is if you crap in the sink exactly at 4.20 a.m. and yell Among Us 69 times, a shadow figure called your mom will come to beat you up and you will wake up in a strange place called the orphanage. Yeah. I don't know if your mom would go that extreme, but, you know, I'm sure there definitely would be some punishment involved for sure. It says, uh, India bans porn. Me with VPN. This is America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you fake laugh three times and they're still talking. Yeah. That's definitely me. It's even more awkward when you're talking in person, like face to face with the person, and it's just like, you're just like, yeah, I'm not interested. Have you not figured out by the look on my face? I'm not interested in this conversation at all. Says, when I was young, I was poor, but after years of hard work, honest and painstaking work, I'm no longer young. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true for a lot of people, I'm sure. A kid born in, uh, someone posted, I think this was on Twitter, this was posted, I believe, said a kid was born in 2010, uh, a kid born in 2010 is now 18 years old. Let that sink in. Muhu was born in 2004 and still isn't 18. Like, uh, no they wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, um, this woman apparently doesn't know how to do math, so. Um, and I think that was the last one. Yep. So that's it for Memetastic. Uh, some YouTuber birthdays we have today, or make sure I got the right date here. It is Xeno Wolf's birthday today. Uh, he is turning 21. He is a YouTuber known for doing gameplays, vlogs, and his series Worst Games on Roblox. Hmm. So happy birthday to him. Um, it is Professor... I don't know if I can pronounce his name. Pykelus? I have no... I probably butchered that beyond belief. He's turning 24 today. Um, he is an English gaming YouTuber who uploads primary Minecraft videos. Like we don't have enough Minecraft uh, people on YouTube. Um, we, it's Red Vac... Uh, Vactor, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he's turning 26 today. He's an American Minecraft slash Fortnite based gaming YouTuber from Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, so it is uh, Abdallah Smash 026. His birthday today, uh, turning 35. He is an American Nintendo YouTuber and Let's Player. 
He is mostly known for his playthroughs of Yokai Watch series, but also plays other Nintendo games such as Super Mario, The Legend of Zelda, and Fire Emblem. In 2019, he won the Super Mario Maker 2 uh, tournament at E3. So, nice. Um, it is Wii Viewer's birthday today. He's turning 46. He's an American YouTuber from uh, San Diego. I said that weird. San Diego, uh, San Diego, California. Known for his reviews on games for the Nintendo Wii, Wii U, and Virtual Console, and the Nintendo Switch. He is primarily covers third-party games, but every once in a while he will do review of major first-party games. Uh, from time to time, the Wii viewer's sons... The little Wii viewer and uh, little littlest Wii viewer, those are interesting usernames, will join in on the review and tell the viewers um, their take on games. The little Wii viewer, that's a tongue twister, has been in some of the reviews while the littlest Wii viewer has only been in a few. Um, so yeah, happy birthday. He's turning what? 46, okay. Uh, that is it for today's birthdays. So now let's get on to the main segment of the show. Video sharing catch up. Um, here on video sharing catch up, we got um. I'm always talk a little bit about Perry Grip today. Uh, I first discovered Perry Grip. I think if you don't know who Perry Grip is, let me explain real quick. Perry Grip is a um, primarily is known, at least on the internet world anyway. He's primarily known for um, making kids songs or kid friendly songs, um, and he uploads them to his YouTube channel. It's just simply titled Perry Grip. So he's a musician that mostly does like these little cutesy kid style songs. And uh, I first discovered him, I think back in 2010, maybe 11, I think it was 2010, I discovered him through a, a song called um, uh, Do You Like Waffles, and I thought it was pretty catchy and pretty funny. And um, so I kind of, uh, it was a friend of mine that introduced me to him, his channel, and so I kind of went home and started slowly watching some of their other video, his other videos, and uh, eventually got to the point. Over the years, though, I wasn't, it wasn't like something I watched all the time. I think it was like around 2015 or 16, though, when I started listening to his uh, songs like on a very regular basis. Um, and now I, every time he uploads a new song, I pretty much listen to it right away. But like I said, it took a few years for his, uh, songs to kind of grow on me a little bit, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. I really liked his songs, but there, um, just took some time for him to grow on me. I mean, I guess they are targeted toward children. So it took me some time to, you know, kind of get into the groove of them. But I really enjoy Perry Grip's music. I think it's uh, it's more than just kids' songs. I think uh, I think it's enjoyable for, you know, uh, adults to listen to as well. I think it's, uh, you know, fun. You know, if you have a, uh, you know, kind of a childlike personality like me, you know, I think you could enjoy his songs too. They're just silly little quirky songs. 
um, if you have if you enjoy that style of humor. Uh, Perry Grip is also known for um, doing songs for television shows, uh, mostly on Disney, but he's done some from other places too. Uh, he's done the Superhero Squad show theme song, Ben 10 Omniverse, the 70 Storyboard Super Songs theme songs, uh, McLars. Um, oh, he's joined forces with McLars to perform some of the vocals, including the chorus guitar hero, um, hero beating guitar hero doesn't make you slash. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Uh, but he's also known, he is a little known thing about him is he's, um, also was, he is still in a band. I don't think it's his main focus anymore. I think his main focus is writing the kids' songs now. But he still is in a pop-punk band. But the band started in the 80s um, called Nerve Herder. And it's kind of just like a, like I said, just kind of a rock, pop-punk style band. Uh, you can look up some of his songs. They're on YouTube and stuff. And, um, yeah, so he was in a band for many years, and then I think it was like in the late 90s or something like that. I could have some of these dates wrong. was when he started writing songs for kids' shows, like I said, mostly on um, uh, Disney. But then he decided, and then when YouTube kind of got started getting popular, he started uh, writing songs for, YouTube, uh, you know, just various general, more generalized kids' songs, I guess that he started uploading to his YouTube channel. His very first video was... Oh, hold on if I can get it pulled up here. Um, Give me just a second. But yeah, he um he's pretty popular, though. On the, and I've the one interesting thing about Perry Grip is he's actually become even more popular just in the last couple of years. And I'm not sure exactly why that is. He, like I said, he's been on YouTube since since pretty much since the beginning uh baby skunk rocker yeah was his first video he did um i don't think that was necessarily his first song that was just the first video he uploaded that was back in 2007 and um but yeah so but he just started really gaining a lot of popularity in the past couple of years like even more popularity i should say because he was already popular before that but he's gained more, even more popularity just in the last couple of years here. And uh, his most recent video as of this time was Rain is Rainbow Cow, um, uh, the uh, video art show, so for the song Rainbow Cow. And uh, pretty funny song. He's also, you know, had some other recent songs uh, like Mac, Mac, Macca, Macca, Macaroni and Cheese. Some of his titles are so interesting. I, I love how he like, because most people will just come up with a more of a simplistic, you know, name title. But him, like, he'll put the whole like part of the uh, lyrics in there, you know. Like instead of just calling it macaroni and cheese, he has to call it mac 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 or macaroni and cheese. Um, he also uh, will re-upload some of his older songs sometimes in a re-kind of maybe a better done video format. Like maybe he gets some better art for it or something. Because like he's re-uploaded like songs like It's Raining Tacos and um, Baby Monkey Going Backwards on a Pig and, you know, various others like multiple times. 
So, because, and sometimes people think they're new songs, but I was like, well, actually, that's an old song, but he just re uploaded it, or songs like Num 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 Num. And uh, he also has uh, probably his most f- famous song, I would say, would be It's Raining Tacos. Um, he also has a series of It's Raining Tacos. It's a four part series so far. I have no idea if he plans on doing a fifth part. Um, but um, it starts out with uh, It's Raining Tacos, and then it moves into um, Helling uh, tor- um, Taquitos, I believe, if I am got this right. Uh, hold on. I've lost my place here. But yeah, it starts out with uh, It's Raining Tacos. If I can get it pulled up here. My computer's not cooperating. Do do do. Um, where is it at? Where is it at? Well, anyway, uh, I think it. Um, we'll just move on past it. But I'll. I think it starts with it's raining tacos, then it moves into helling to taquitos. Can't seem to say that word for some reason. And then it moves into Taco Bot three thousand, I believe. And then it finally ends with quesadilla uh, explosion. So I'm pretty sure that order is correct, but it's kind of an ongoing series all related to like Mexican food and, you know, it falling from the sky and related themes and stuff. Uh, I wanted to do my top 10 favorite Perry Grip songs, though. So um, I tried to look up some other top 10s on the internet, and surprisingly, I really couldn't find any. There was a couple of, some people had some playlists on there of their favorites, but I couldn't find any like official top 10 rankings, like on a website or blog or anything. It was uh, kind of, I kind of surprised me a little bit. But my top 10 personal ones, at number 10, I got Do You Like Waffles. Like I said, this is the first Peregrine song I ever heard. I still love it. It's really hard for me to rank a top 10 because there's just so many songs by him I really like. But if I had to rank a top 10, this would be the order. And like I said, I still love um, Do You Like Waffles. Uh, at number 9, I got Peanut Butter Cookie. This is a more recent one that just came out this year. Um, it's pretty uh, catchy. I just, I don't know, I like the tune to it. Uh, at number eight, I got Square Bottom Cat. Uh, this one is uh, probably, yeah, really catchy. It's kind of an underrated one, in my opinion. But this one's also de- uh, kind of recent. Um, it came out about a year ago. At number seven, I got This is the Best Burrito I've Ever Eaten. This is a much older song by him. Came out several, many, many years ago. This song actually came out before I even knew who Perry Grip was, but I still really like it. Uh, number six, we got Hamster on a Piano, Eating Popcorn. Eating popcorn on a piano, hamster on a piano. Okay, I'll stop. At uh, number five, we got Raining Tacos. It's Raining Tacos, yeah. how You definitely, if you got a top ten list, you got to put It's Raining Tacos on there somewhere. So most people would probably put this at their top, like maybe top five, uh, top three, maybe. But I, there are songs I love this song, but there are songs I just prefer over this one. At number four, we got Planet of Nachos. I really like the rock tune to this. It's like if you've never heard the song, you gotta listen to it. It's really catchy. This one's been out for a few years though. <clears throat> Came out about nah, I don't know, like three years ago, something like that. 
Um, at number three, I believe, yeah, number three, we got Chicken Nugget Dreamland. I really liked the t- uh, the lyrics of this song and the catchiness of the tune. A lot of those songs have like a very dancey tune to them, and that's probably one reason why I like them so much. And uh, yeah, so that's number three. At number two, we got Yum Yum Breakfast Burrito. This used to be number one until one song just came out recently and finally beat it out. This one's actually a few years old, though. This one is also one of his really well-known songs. A lot of people know about this one. This one probably comes right after, for a lot of people, like just right after like It's Raining Tacos. This song is extremely catchy. I love listening to this song. And uh, I have listened to this song probably, no exaggeration, like a bazillion times, and I still never get tired of it. There's also a remix version of this song. Uh, It's called uh, the uh, Yum Yum Breakfast Burrito. I think it's called uh, Extra Cheese Remix or something like that, where he adds in a few extra lyrics and the intro's a little bit different. And there's also, if you ever go to on his channel, there's also an hour-long version of this song where you can just sit there and let it play for an hour which is something you definitely would want to do. I've done it many times before. Uh, (laughs) And at number one, uh, like I said, used to be Yum Yum Breakfast Burrito, but it finally got beat out by this song. I love this song so much. It's extreme, like it has a heavy rock tune, a dance tune, and I love the lyrics too. It's very catchy. Um, It's called Who Brought the Nachos? Now, this song actually doesn't get really that much attention. I know it's kind of a recent song, so it's only been out for a couple months, but I just kind of expected it to get more views uh, this much quicker, but it's, it's slowly climbing up there. I figured it would get more attention by now. But I love this song. As soon as I heard this song, I was, like, addicted, and I knew that this was going to be, like, a song that I would be, like, up there. Like, I fell in love with the song right away. And this is now my officially my new favorite Perry Grip song. Um, this is also kind of a, there's also kind of a sister song version to this. It's kind of a brother-sister song. Sometimes uh, Perry Grip will come out with alternative versions of a song, you know, and maybe he'll mix up the lyrics or something like like I said with Yum Yum Breakfast Burrito. But this one, there's also a, another song he wrote, came out with just right at the same time called Who Brought the Pants It? Uh, P-A-N-C-I-T, Pansit. Um, <clears throat> I like Who Brought the Notches better because I think the lyrics just... You could tell that Who Brought the Notches was his first one, and then he decided to come up with an alternative version um, because you can tell by, just by the way the song is structured, it makes more sense for it to say Who Brought the Nachos. But um, I'd play you the song, but uh, I don't want to get like in trouble or copyrighted or anything like that, so I, you'll have to just go check it out yourself. I'll put a link in the description, though. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a brother-sister song. Who Brought the Pants It is kind of like the alternative song, and then Who Brought the Notches. I like Who Brought the Notches better because, I just like I said, I think it flows better lyrically and stuff. But I do like Who, Pot- Who Brought the Pants It. There's one part where it talks about uh, uh, when he says, it's a tasty noodly jam. I think that has a very uh, catchy sound to it. And, but, you know, Who Brought the Notches has the tasty, crunchy jam, cheesy, crunchy jam. So I... Um, yeah, so that is it for video sharing ketchup today. Now let's move on to. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about YouTube commenters, the meanest people in the entire world. They slither out of their bitter graves to come and 
attack on YouTubers when YouTube commenters attack. Uh, if you give me just one second here, I'll pull up the YouTube comments here. Here on YouTube commenters attack. Um, hold on, there we go. Uh, yeah, here on, if I can find it, yeah. The first comment here, it says, uh, little, it was on a Little Pump uh, music video. Little Pump's the type of guy to call the Weather Channel and ask them to make it stop raining. <laughs> uh, little, someone else said, Little Pump is the type of person to be happy when he gets a positive on COVID test. On a COVID test. Um, this other comment, uh, on, I'm not sure what video, I guess it's on a Vsauce video. But it, sound, it sounds like Pornhub and Vsauce teamed up together and made a song. I have no idea what video they're referring to. Um, this is on a video called Carmarla Girls, uh, the cheerleaders song. Said Someone said, I'm listening to this while crying and writing a paper and drinking wine out of a Disney cup. Yeah, your life sounds very depressing. Um... If idiots could fly, TikTok would be an airport. <laughs> yeah. And that's the last comment, and that's it for uh, the... Uh, yeah. So that's it for YouTube, when YouTube commenters attack. Um, that's pretty much it for the show. Like I said, normally at this point of the show, I kind of... Uh, usually yak for a minute. I don't really have much to say, but I will talk a little bit. I um, Oh, yeah, one thing I wanted to say, um, I almost forgot. I wanted to talk about when I was scrolling through Instagram. I think it was yesterday. It could have been the day before. It was um, H303, I think is their podcast. Uh, some One of the girls on there, I don't watch the podcast that often, so I don't really know anybody's names on there. But she was talking about like that she thinks that they may might be the oldest channel on YouTube because they came out in 2006 and he was just like I don't know about that and she was just like well who who came out before us and the uh, Ian uh, Hickox from Smosh uh, did a little reply video of him like raising his hand like uh I did <laughs> like yeah cuz people uh, Smosh is a pretty old um pretty old YouTube channel they've been out uh they technically they predate YouTube because smosh.com actually came out before YouTube even existed and then they discovered YouTube and started uploading videos on there of course their Pokemon uh theme song came out in 2005 and then they uh then they did some other theme songs as well um you know the Ninja Turtles theme song and then their uh, uh what is the name of that other Power Rangers theme song is another one um that's pretty well known but um but yeah, they're one of those channels that actually predate YouTube. Um, they've been out, geez, since um, pretty much yeah before YouTube. Another some it's not there's not too many YouTube channels that actually predate YouTube that are still popular on YouTube today. Now there are channels that predate YouTube and came out when YouTube first started, but I'm talking about ones that are still going. You know, uh, Smosh is one of them. Of course, Smosh has changed a lot since the beginning because, you know, it used to be just Ian and Anthony, you know, pretty much messing around on their camera, uh, their webcam. But now it's like a whole brand, you know, Anthony's not even there anymore. Ian's only there like half the time in the videos. And then their videos are, you know, it's a whole brand of a team now. So they've gone a long way since they first started. 
another channel that uh, predates YouTube is Rhett and Link. They actually started their uh, website before and did skits and stuff like that before. Mo music videos is what they're most known for on their main channel. Nowadays, they're mostly known for their Good Mythical Morning show, but that came way later. That came way later. Um, their main channel started um right around the time youtube started and they had the um they took them a little bit longer to get popular though smosh got popular pretty quickly because of their uh, pokemon theme song of course it got removed later on because of copyright issues but um uh but Rhett and link it took them a little bit of time to gain some more popularity they were decently popular but they weren't like the powerhouse that they are today and now a lot of people know who Rhett and link are and it just that wasn't really the case back then a lot a lot of people knew them and um another channel though that predates youtube is cinemassacre you know he started making movies back in geez the 90s and then he started his um angry video game note show which was originally just a trilogy of movies but it continued it on and decided to kind of make a show out of it a youtube show and uh but he made the first one um uh, um uh, the um where he re rates uh simon's quest uh was actually intended to be like a little mini movie that he was you know because he made movies and he made it mostly just for his friends to cut up and laugh about and um he um but they thought it was pretty funny so he made a sequel um i can't remember what the sequel was i remember the third one was the karate kid but i can't remember what number two was i'll have to go back and look at it sometime but he made a sequel uh video movie and uh, then he felt like after he made that one he felt like it should be a trilogy so he tried to end it off with um the karate kid one which was the third one and uh, his friend mike told him that he thought it was so funny that he should uh keep doing it uh keep uploading because at that point by the time he did the third one he uploaded them to youtube and um so but he told like i said his friend mike told him they were really funny so he should he said he should consider um you know continuing on and kind of make a show out of it so that's what he did so he just kept going and then the show caught attention and eventually caught attention by the end of the third season there and uh you know he signed a contract with the gametrailers.com and the rest is pretty much history from there. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, there are a few channels, and his channel's still going today. Same thing with Rhett and Link. Of course, their main channel doesn't get quite as much attention on Rhett and Link. You know, most of their focus now is on Good Mythical Morning. Now, Good Mythical Morning actually started, in, I think, in 2011. I could be wrong about that. Early 2011. Started in January, I believe. And um, because they got the idea for Good Mythical Morning because they came out with a different show called Good Morning Chia Lincoln back in 2010. Like I said, I could be wrong about some of these dates. They did that show, and it was really just meant to be, they wanted to do something while they watched the Chia Lincoln. You know, if you've ever seen those little Chia plants that grow, you know, if you water them, they'll grow. Um, you know, it's kind of like a little novelty item you've set on your you know, your desk or whatever, but they wanted to see how long it would take to grow. So each episode, they would kind of look at it and kind of see how much it's grown. And, he, and they would have a topic in mind that they would do for each one. And then finally, when they ended that show, um, they thought it would be kind of cool if they continued it somehow. But they were like, well, do we want to continue with the Chia Lincoln thing? Or do we want to do a different Chia plant? Like, what do we do here? So that's one after going back to the drawing board, they decided to create 
Good Mythical Morning, and they started it in 2011, uh, January of 2011, and it's a show that's still going today. Now, Good Mythical Morning has changed a lot, and I'm going to do a podcast one day about, um, you know, the changes of Good Mythical Morning. And uh, to me, Good Mythical, I don't, I hate to admit this, but I don't really watch Good Mythical Morning that much anymore. I still will occasionally watch a video here and there, but it's pretty rare that I ever watch one. Um, but I used to watch Good Mythical, it used to be a part of my daily routine. Like, I watched Good Mythical Morning every single day. Like, I, at some point before I went to bed, I watched that episode of Good Mythical Morning because I loved the show. But originally, Good Mythical Morning, like I said, I won't get too much into it, but I'll briefly touch over it because eventually I'm going to do a podcast over this and talk about the changes of Good Mythical Morning. But uh, originally, Good Mythical Morning started out, the uh, concept of it was supposed to be like, it was like a talk show, but it was condensed down. Like, like if you took a talk show, like a morning TV show on the uh, television, you know, you've ever seen those, they usually go on for 30 minutes, sometimes they go on for an hour, and they have all these little stuff, you know, fluffed in there and things like that. And... Um, and they sit there and do discussions and stuff, and that's what this show was supposed to be like. It was supposed to feel like a morning talk show, but greatly condensed down to only about 10 to 12 minutes. And that was supposed to... So each episode, they had a different topic in mind, and they would kind of discuss it a little bit and stuff like that. And I liked the concept of it. And plus, Rhett and Link are, you know, really interesting to hear them kind of do discussions and stuff. I really, I, I still listen to Ear Biscuits all the time because to me, Ear Biscuits is kind of like the expanded version of what Good Mythical Morning used to be. And, uh, but I don't really care to watch Good Mythical Morning anymore because Good Mythical Morning today is essentially just a, you know, a a food challenge channel. Like, I don't really know what label I would throw on it. Like, there's so many of those on there. I will admit that their challenges are more original than most YouTube challenges are because most YouTube challenges, you know, they just kind of recycle what's already been done. I mean, I speak for myself because I do the same thing on my channel. But I'm not also trying to be that original. I just feel like Good Mythical Morning now has been watered down compared to what it used to be, in my opinion. Now, some people may have a different opinion. They may love Good Mythical Morning. They may think it's better now than it used to be. Or they love it just as much as it used to be. And I... um. And I totally respect that. I think that's fine if that's what you think. I just, like I said, that's just how I feel. So um, I feel like it started out as something really potential, really great. And it just over the years, I think it was around to season 13 was the last season. I think I quit watching regularly and I switched to watching it like semi-regularly. And then eventually got to the point where I was like not watching it at all anymore. And, um, so, yeah, but anyway, that's enough rambling because, like I said, I'm going to dedicate a whole podcast one day. I don't know when it's going to be, but one day I'm going to do a whole podcast on just Good Mythical Morning and talk about, and I'm going to break down in detail of what the when the changes came and kind of where it's at now compared to where it used to be. But that's Good Mythical Morning then versus now. That's kind of the preview, if you will, for the one-day podcast that will come. Um but yeah, those are some of the YouTubers that definitely predated YouTube and uh, that are still going today, so in some form or another, which is pretty cool. I think that's awesome that someone has been on YouTube and it's, you know, they've still made it their job and, and it's been going on for that long because a lot of YouTubers, they either fizzle out in popularity over the years or they just kind of give up and or they get tired of doing what they're doing, which is totally understandable. 
doing the same thing for many years, especially if you're like a one man team or, you know, just a small, you know, maybe you and just one other person working on the videos. It can get a little tiresome after a while. But anyway, that's pretty much it for today's podcast. Um, like I, I always say at the end of the podcast, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's the link will be in the description. It's just Kevin Emery. I do, you know, like I said, I mentioned briefly a minute ago, I do, you know, food challenges, YouTube challenges, DIY videos, or DIY. Um, and sometimes I'll throw some skits in, in there. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can. Um, if you want to get a hold of me about this podcast or anything, really, um, the easiest way to get a hold of me is DMing me on Instagram. So my Instagram will be in the link in the description below. That's the easiest place to get a hold of me. Um, I'm always on there. I'm on there multiple times a day because I'm addicted to Instagram. Uh, it's like my favorite social media website. Um, so yeah, if you want to get a hold of me on there, like maybe you want to reach out to me about something about the show, like maybe you want me to rate your selfie, or maybe there's a section that you think maybe could be improved or something like that some way or another, uh, definitely get a hold of me on there. And uh, that is it for today's episode. And hopefully you'll check out tomorrow's episode. Uh, it'll be the Friday episode. Uh, this is Internet Exposition. I am Kevin Emery, and I'm out.